Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, where we get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is sports time as we are back doing our weekly football picks. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce, and joining me today, Bill Needles. How's it going, Bill? It is going well, thank you, Matt. All right, great to have you back. And rounding out our trifecta, as always, is Craig Needles. How are you, Craig? Doing well, thank you. All right, uh, good week by you last week. Nice little four and one. Only got skunked yeah. by uh, Jacksonville, but thankfully you, you didn't even have to sweat that one out, even when though you got it wrong. No, right? No, <laughs> uh, I forgot that the Jacksonville Jaguars franchise has an inability to tackle Derrick Henry. I had forgotten that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that said, you made up for it uh, when we called that Jets game last week against Oakland as being the all-time zigzag trap game, and and that one wasn't even close from the get-go. First quarter. Yeah, no, I would have I would have picked the Jets yeah. out of pick for that game. Yeah. Getting the field goal was just icing on the cake. Yeah. I uh, my brother-in-law Neil and I won some money off that game. We feel That's pretty good about yeah. that. Yeah, we all we all like we, I think we all texted each other more or less after the first quarter of, of Jets Raiders and we were like, Well guys, put it in the bank because <laughs> that's not going <laughs> hey, anywhere. Hey, you're wrong forty nine percent of the time, you're <laughs> yeah. right fifty one percent of the time. <laughs> exactly. Um Big week this week, no bye weeks, and it is American Thanksgiving, one of my favorite uh, times of the year and holidays, even though we're all uh, Canadian here on this podcast, it's still uh, American Thanksgiving is fully appreciated and celebrated on the crossover podcast for all of its football glory, even though the games this year are uh, not as sexy uh, as they usually are. Let's get into the first one, Um, my beloved Detroit Lions. Uh, creators of Thanksgiving football. It's the one contribution the team has given to society. Uh, They are hosting the Chicago Bears for the second year in a row, if memory serves me right. And I'm fairly certain, I, I think it's written in the CBA for the National Football League, that if you lose back-to-back Thanksgiving games at home to Mitch Trubisky, everybody has to be fired and let go. And <laughs> Well, it's you, a good thing that the Lions don't have to worry about that because they lost last year to Chase Daniel, didn't they? I don't know. It might have been. <laughs> I, pretty, I, thought it was, I thought it was Mitch either way. I'm, 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 I'm actually going to look that up right now. Yeah, uh, but great. for some reason, I thought Chase Daniel, start, Chase Daniel started that game. Yeah, he, he absolutely might have. Um the Lions are getting three at home. This line actually has moved a little bit because it opened up at Bears minus one and a half. Um, there were a few rumors that Stafford might be ready for this game. He won't be. I'll just go ahead and say that right now. If Stafford did play, well, this, when you if Stafford did play in this game, it's a totally different conversation. But when you hear yeah. uh, Matt Stafford uh, adamant or determined to play again this season, you're like. Hmm. That doesn't sound like you might play football in three days no. if you're determined. If, if if there's a big determination as to whether or not you're going to play football any time in the next month, it doesn't sound like you're playing football in three days. Does, put it that way. Does Stafford swing this game six points? Like, do the Lions get the three-point home bump if he's playing in this game? I, the Lions are pretty banged up elsewhere, too. Like, Trey Flowers might not play in this game. Yeah. There's a couple of other guys who might be missing it. So, I don't know if it would be Lions by three if Stafford was healthy, but it'd be probably one and a half or two yeah uh so he's at least worth four points which just made sense ah. based on what we've yep. seen the, the the last few weeks with him being in and out or probable and whatnot um mm-hmm. what's this line if the lions don't gack one against washington last week probably pick them i would say but i was yeah. all over that wall. i was trying to tell everybody about washington last week take i i, I that was one where i was like please everybody just take washington and uh, I was right. Um, Chase I, Daniel did start this game last year, by yeah, the way, which, well. uh, yeah, the entire thing was a blur because uh, when it comes to quarterbacking ability, Chase Daniel and Mr. Trubisky are not that much different. No. Uh, he was 27 for 37 for 230 yards and two scores. It was not a good football game, and I expect more of the same this year. Now, I should yeah. say that um, Bob Scucci, who runs the books over at the New Orleans in uh, – or at the Orleans, not the New Orleans, the Orleans in, in Vegas there – um, and he does a lot of great gambling podcasts and, and articles. He wrote an article this week saying that habitually 
Um, since they've gone to like the three-game format, I think, which I think happened in about 2006, so for about 13 years, I would say, give or take a couple. Um, Vegas has historically gotten killed on Thanksgiving Thursdays because the favorites, the favorites tend to come through all the time, and we all know that uh, the the general public, uh, their favorite bet is the the whoever is the favorite in the game plus the over. Um, right. And he, he was just going through it, and he, he showed all the things in Vegas. It was either yeah, – and even going back to when it was only two games, it was either they would split or they would lose both or they would go uh, one and two and it's three games mm-hmm. and stuff. So Vegas has just habitually gotten killed on uh, Thanksgiving Day. So not their favorite day of the year if, if, uh, if you're Vegas. So keep that in mind when you're placing your bets. Uh, now back to Bears-Lions. This game opened up at minus one and a half. The Sharps and the public both hammered the one and a half, and it has now moved down to Bears minus three on the road in Detroit at 12.30. Thanksgiving Day game. Uh, they're giving away a title belt this year instead of the uh, the turkey leg thing, and uh, thanks to the, the cross-promotion that they've got going on uh, with the WWE now being on Fox on Friday nights. Um I hope the Lions win this game uh, for, if sake only, that uh, getting the first ever championship title belt on Thanksgiving Day <laughs> would be pretty cool to see that hand to Detroit line. Probably won't happen. Uh, Bears minus three right now. What do you think, Bill? I I think I got to go with the Bears here. Uh, I think you won't see Stafford. And, and say what you will about Chicago's offense, the defense should be able to shut down Driscoll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not great. Uh, neither of these teams are great in DVOA. Detroit 17, Chicago 20th, although I have some questions about what's going on in DVOA at the top end. Um, specifically, who's ranked first and second this week? Not sure the math is correct on that. Um, yeah, I, I'd be with the Bears. I'm not going to bet on this game because historically for me, I stay away from Thanksgiving Day games as far as the contents of this podcast and doing the Vegas Super Contest pick style goes. Um, but certainly, uh, when the three of us get together for our annual uh, <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving Day games, this game will likely be heavily bet on, even though it's probably going to be a piece of crap. Bears minus three. What do you think, Craig? You have to hit the Bears just because you can't trust Jeff Driscoll. I will say this. If you want the lines, if you want to say I'm taking a home dog mm-hmm. at home at 12.30 p.m. on Thursday. If you want to say that, I would suggest you place your bet at about 12 p.m. on Thursday because you might get another point, a half point or a point out of this. That's probably, yeah, that's pro- I think that's a smart idea. You might you might see a lot of public action. You get your three and a half or four. Yeah, like, you, you might, might just see, see a lot, lot of public action. A lot of Chicago yeah. bets come in. Yep. Um, might be able to get that hook. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, my, my theory would be uh, if you just think it's going to be a sloppy game, there won't be a lot of points, which I think is a reasonable thing to believe. If you think it's going to be a sloppy game, there won't be a lot of points. That's cool. Um, and you want the points yourself, yeah, you can get more than three, I think, if you wait, because we've already seen that everyone seemed to be pretty into betting Chicago, so uh, zig when the public zags sometimes, and uh, yeah, this is the the time to do that zigging. So bet if you want to bet the Lions, wait till Thursday morning. If it gets up to four, I might do exactly that, but right now I just I can't trust Jeff Driscoll like this. Yeah. Uh, I might have something similar to say about uh, as far as strategy goes for the next game. The 4:30 game is the Buffalo Bills heading to Dallas to take on the Cowboys' America's team, and the Cowboys are laying seven right now. Um, if this wasn't a Thursday game, I would suspect that this game would end up in the Vegas zone, maybe Cowboys minus five, five and a half, sort of a thing. But uh, we all know that Dallas are America's team, like I said, so uh, and they're the most public team. And this game will probably the, be the most heavily bet on Thursday. The Cowboys, the, the, the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Thursday is probably the most bet game of the year. Not called the Super regular Bowl, season. Right? Yeah, regular yeah. season. Yeah. Regular season. Yeah. Probably. Like I, I would think it is. I, I would. I would say you're probably yeah. right. It's got the most eyeballs yeah. on it. Um, I, I, I would say. I kind of like. I remember the math guys had had uh, had the their their algorithms for this one place the the line should that it should be Cowboys minus seven so sharps haven't really weighed in on this game because they're not really getting great value. I wonder 
uh, much like you suggested with the Chicago Bears, Craig, if we wait mm-hmm. till Thursday, if we get this at seven and a half, maybe a lot more money pours in on the Cowboys. If you want Buffalo. Yep. And if you yep. want Buffalo, you might be able to get that extra half point hook. That's what I'm wondering. Uh, Cowboys minus seven right now. What do you think, Bill? I think there's no way you don't get a bunch of public money on the Cowboys. I'll tell you that much. Um, yeah. I, oof, that's seven. I think I, I think I do like the Cowboys a little bit better here. The, mm. the Bills are not good. Uh, the Cowboys oh. are. Good. They hung with New England pretty well. I mean, it wasn't a pretty game by any means. But God. That, <laughs> yeah, that defense was able to hold New England pretty, hold them down. And and there's no reason to think the Bills are going to be able to move the ball against this. Cowboys team uh, and the Cowboys will be good for 21 28 I think it'll be another ugly game uh, but the Cowboys should be able to win by quite a bit I, I like their side of it better uh, I will say this a uh, couple of things about the Cowboys one uh, yeah the defense is good I just think that was like, going to be an ugly game that it was going to be a good defensive game for everyone no matter what two uh, this is my hot Dallas take you tell you guys tell me this is a hot take just based on Jerry Jones comments after the New England game if the Cowboys lose this game and look bad I think there's a chance that Jason Garrett loses his job. Mm. And I know Jerry Jones is loath to fire coaches, which in some cases is, is, is commendable, but in this case it's not. Um, I think Jason Garrett loses his job if the Cowboys lose this game. I think that's a, there's a good chance of that happening because the Cowboys are 6-5, and five, and this roster is way the hell better than 6-5. and five. Mm-hmm. Way better than 6-5. and five. They should have won the decision to kick a field goal. And I tweeted about it in real time when I, before I, Brett Maher even got on the field, but as soon as I saw the field goal team coming on, the decision to kick a field goal yeah. when you're down by seven points in New England with six minutes to go and you barely spend any time in the red zone the entire day, what are you doing? Yeah, like, that's really bad. That is indefensible. He should have been fired as soon as Brett Maher walked onto the field. That is indefensible. Yeah, that was really bad. The analytics community uh, obviously had a field day with that on Twitter. Just yeah. All right, we've cut this one-score game down to being a one-score game. Yeah, exactly. Like, Just what are you like? What are you doing? Like on third down, you should on third down give it to Zeke, and maybe he gets three or four. Hey, maybe he breaks a tackle or two and gets seven. But maybe Zeke gets three or four on third down. All of a sudden, it's fourth and three, and you're doing something. They were not operating with. Hey, this is four-down territory, and the play calling was bad. Like Zeke was Zeke was pretty good on on Sunday, and he hadn't really he hasn't really had a lot of great games this year, but he's pretty good on Sunday. And uh, they needed them, and they were not properly using their resources, I don't think, on second and third down there. It takes a lot for Jerry Jones to fire you if you're the Cowboys head coach. Sometimes you have to win a couple Super Bowls before he fires you. (laughs) Uh. Yeah. yeah, somehow Jerry Jones is willing to uh, is was willing to take less from Jimmy Johnson than he has been from Jason Garrett, which is yeah. bizarre based on the track record of success for those two individuals. Yeah, um, strange. I, I remember Mays and Clark were uh, like Robert Mays and Kevin Clark who do the NFL show for the Ringer. Big fans of that. Shout out to them on the on this podcast. But um, like they're they're like heavy influence on this podcast. They were having a conversation about which coaches in the league. Uh, right now, if they were coaching Dallas, would have this Dallas team get to like 13 wins and decided that it was roughly half the <laughs> league or something like, oh, oh, like, I don't know, like there were like 20 coaches in the league right now, I think, yeah. if, you, if you put well, them let, on. Well, let's, let's, let's name the coaches in the rest yeah. of the top 10 in DVOA. Dallas is fifth. Here are the coaches in the rest of the top 10 in DVOA. You tell me if you think they're better than Jason Garrett. Yeah. Bill, Bill Belichick. Oh, very much so. John Harbaugh. Yep. Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid. Yes. Sean Payton. Very much so. Mike Zimmer. Yep. Pete Carroll. Oh, yes. <laughs> Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson's where it gets a little flimsy. He might be a little, oh, uh, but I would still say yes. I, I, I'm a hard yes on Doug Peterson. Yeah. And uh, Matt LaFleur is the other one, which probably. Jury's still out but, on LaFleur, but yeah, I, would, yeah. I would lean towards probably. Yes, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's that's the top 10 in DVOA. Mm-hmm. I just like, you know, like, you know they, they range from much significantly better coaches. Even if you disqualify Belichick and Reed as like Hall of Fame caliber coaches, and maybe Harbaugh too. Um, but like the, the rest of these guys, and, and actually probably Sean Payton, but the rest of these guys are just like, you know, great coaches and have gotten the most out of their roster. And Dallas is has just simply not done that. This like has the talent, obviously, and the pieces to be one of the couple of best offenses in football. I think that I think that you could like if, if Mahomes is healthy the whole season, they'd probably be third in DVOA right now. The Cowboys would be. 
Uh, right now, it's Baltimore, Dallas, Kansas City is the order. Either way, that's where they should be, and they're not. And you have to wonder why. Yeah. Um, I, I I think our uh, logic for this is, is sound. Uh, I kind of have it as a stay away unless it moves up and gets to the Bills plus 7.5. Then I, then I might like the Bills a bit more. But I agree with you. I mean, this might be the spot if... if I don't think it's particularly hot. It's definitely a take. I don't know if it's hot takey, but yeah, if they were to lose this game, I uh, I think this game and there's like some like really obvious things that go wrong. Like mm-hmm. Jerry was upset about the blocked punt and the special teams mistakes, which like yeah, you yeah, should be like setting like, their guys but, up in the end zone when the the, yeah. the ball wasn't going past the twenty because it was so rainy yeah. and windy. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And this is the sort of stuff like, and I know the Belichick never misses anything because he's Belichick. Yeah, but the sort of like would that ever happen to Baltimore? No. Did that ever happen to San Francisco? Did that ever happen to the Vikings? No. Like, so why if you're the Dallas Cowboys? And the one thing that you can do if you're the Dallas Cowboys is pay your coach infinity dollars. Mm-hmm. Because there's no salary cap on coaching. You can pay your coach as much as you want. Why, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, do you have a coaching staff that isn't being able to handle this stuff? Yeah. Can you really fire your coach at this point, though? Like, even if they lose and get embarrassed by the Bills, yeah. they still got to beat the the Bears, Rams, and Washingtons down the stretch, and they'll make the playoffs. Like, oh, I know. I I think that's why you do it. Yeah. I think you you have a home playoff game coming up. It would it's depend on against who you have lined up as interim. Yeah, yeah. it's probably gonna. I would say Chris Richard, uh, the defensive coordinator, likely be the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Dallas is thirty second in special teams DVOA. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Uh, like, mm-hmm. like you know, that that there's just there's just a lot going wrong there. Mm-hmm. Tough to say. Uh, gambling wise for this one, just wait and see if you can get the Bills at plus seven and a half yeah. on Thursday is our advice. Uh, last game of Thursday night, uh, the Thursday night Thanksgiving Day games, the New Orleans Saints are heading to Hotlanta to take on the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons are getting seven points at home. The Falcons a couple weeks ago spanked uh, the Saints. In their own building, it was the weirdest game of the year, I would certainly say. Nobody saw that coming. I think the Saints were like double-digit favorites in that game or close to it and uh, lost the game quite profusely. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll say the big sharp play uh, on Thursday. The Sharps tend to not – well, I guess that's not true because they were all over the Bears in the 1-5. The big sharp play, though, has been Atlanta plus the 7, which makes sense because the way Atlanta's been playing recently – you know, their offense has been good enough that, that they shouldn't be giving seven yeah. home, right? Yeah. Other yeah. than getting blasted they just, by Tampa, Tampa Bay's Bay. amazing defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tampa Bay just took it to those guys. They did, yes. Like, that game looked closer than it, than it actually was by the time you, you broke it all down. Yeah. I don't think there's a team in this league that is capable of looking better and worse <laughs> as, as Atlanta. Like, they, I've seen them look like one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. And I've seen them look like a playoff team. Yeah, except for maybe Tampa Bay, who they just played. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, yeah, Tampa yeah. Bay is be good for that. Yeah, yeah, they're just yeah. so weird. You never know what they're gonna do on any given day. It's it's ludicrous. Um, I mean, I, I would I would just go with the with the old school gambling adages, and I would just take a a team that is playing, um, somewhat decently of recent, even though they're 28th in DVOA, um. But I don't know. They're a little bit on the upswing. They're getting points at home. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a stay away from me. But if I was one of those compulsive types who had to gamble, I'd lay the points. What do you think, Craig? I'm probably laying the points. I'm not happy about it. Yeah. Uh, that way. Yeah. What about you, Bill? Thoughts on this one? I, I, I think you got to take Atlanta here. For, for them to go into New Orleans and beat them only two weeks ago, you and you're getting seven now in, in Atlanta. Like the, it just all signs point to this. I, I know they're the saints and they're the Falcons and the saints could go out and beat them 42 to six. I fully believe that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think all signs point to Atlanta being a safe play and you're getting a touchdown. I, I, part of me thinks that the saints are going to have the whole, Oh yeah, we're, we're not going to get cat napping by these guys. Cause they, they caught us a couple weeks ago. So we're just going to go out there and smoke them early on and, and hope they quit, yeah. which is, I yeah, a little bit of what happened against. And they very well could, but they you still have the backdoor cover. Like I don't think the Saints are going to blast them by thirty. You know. Mm. Yeah, you're probably <laughs> right, but I'd, I I wouldn't rule that possibility out. No, but you can't ever rule it out with the Saints and the Falcons because they could lose by thirty to anyone. 
Yeah, they're bad. The Saints did not look great in that uh, game against Carolina. They could have easily lost that game. Yeah, if not for the kicker, uh, Carolina's kicker. Good lord, that was yeah. A no, that's it. He makes that. Three. He makes that kick, and and and, and Breeze gets him down and ties the game to go to overtime anyway. Most but likely, but they should have had a touchdown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah they should have touchdown. So bad, so bad. Um, speaking of Carolina, let's head to the Sunday afternoon games. And first up, the Washingtons coming off their second win of the season. Wow, second win of the season uh, against my Lions. No less. God dang it. Um, they're heading to Carolina to take on the Panthers. The Panthers are laying 10. Um, that is a little bit high for me. I might. It's probably not going to be one of my five, but I would lean more towards the Washingtons in this game. Um Kyle Allen's been regressing a little bit, even though they scored a buttload of points. Uh, field goal kicker is not great for Carolina, and you, you know what you love doing is uh, leaving points on the board, off the board when you're uh, laying 10. Uh, so I would take Washington here, but I sincerely hope at some point this game, uh, after Dwayne Haskins gets sacked, there, there better be a selfie celebration from some of the defensive linemen. It just has to happen. You have to, like, two guys have to take him down and then pretend to take a Why selfie. Why doesn't the NFL allow props? Because remember the Joe Horn touchdown that, I hated celebration. that touchdown. So that, that was when touchdown no, celebrations disagree. jumped the shark. Joe Horn started. I disagree. Yeah. Because I would love to see someone sack uh, Dwayne Haskins, then yeah. run to the end zone <laughs> and get a phone out of the upright and oh. selfie themselves yeah. and put it on Instagram from the field. <laughs> I just I just think the Joe Horn thing, because you know me, I cheer for the U. I love excessive celebration. I just think when I, I, I just don't think you should be able to bring props. Like if something's already on the field, like the time uh, Chad Johnson or Ocho Cinco, whatever one you call him, grabbed the pylon and pretended to like to putt. A, uh, the football yeah. with the pylon, that's great stuff. When T.O. grabbed the pom-poms and started doing the pom-pom, that's great stuff. Uh, but when uh, Joe the Horn... Sh- what, about, what about taking the Sharpie? Sharpie was not signing, cool. Signing the football and then giving it to the people in the luxury box purchased by the cornerback who you beat on the route. Well, he gave it to the. Well, no, he gave it to his own publicist, didn't he? Isn't that? I thought I thought he gave it to Sean's like Sean Springs Charity or something. I'm looking it up. I don't know, man. I I, well, when he handed it in the crowd, I heard it was to like his own publicist. But like, Uh. yeah, To with the sharpie was was like kind of lame. Ocho Cinco with the Hall of Fame jacket was lame. Joe Horn with the uh, with the cell phone kind of started all that shit. But uh, you know, I love like the keg stand touchdown that the Colts offensive lineman did the other week. That was awesome. Like that's that that's my shit right there. That's that's the type of stuff we should be doing. Not not doing props, but there better be like at some point when Dwayne Haskins gets sacked and it will happen next week. Whoever sacks him better do a selfie celebration. Uh Panthers are laying ten. What do you think, Bill? I don't really want anything to do with this one. I think you take the points here, but I don't think Washington, like the rest of the league, is going to have an answer for McCaffrey. So uh, take the points because it's a high number, but don't love it. Uh, Panthers uh, minus 10, I think, correct? Yeah, I think I'm taking the Washington team, but I don't love it either. Yeah, but it's just uh, I'm not betting on this take, game. Yeah, just hold yeah. your nose and take Washington. Speaking of holding your nose, uh, the New York Jets heading to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. And the Bengals are getting... Three and a half at home. The New York Jets are favored by minus three and a half on the road. This is an all-time hold your nose and just take the Bengals because the Bengals are going to get a W. And by the way, they've got a two-game cushion on getting a W if they want to get one. That's okay. That's okay. And this is their spot. They're not going to get a better spot. Andy Dalton, the starting quarterback. Andy Dalton is back. It's it's all pointing there. If you're going to take the Bengals, this is the week because they're getting three. You're going to get an extra hook. You're going to get an extra half point. It's great. The Jets should not be favored by three against anybody, let alone three and a half, even if it is a team that is winless on the season. This is the spot. Hold your nose. Take the Bengals. What do you think, Craig? Well, I'll tell you what I think about this game. <laughs> Scott Hansen, please do not show this game. And I'd like to mention yeah. that at the start of Red Zone this past week, Mm-hmm. Scott Hansen essentially mentioned the Scott Hansen game. What he said of the Detroit versus Washington game. Yeah. We will only show this if nothing else is happening. <laughs> and it was incredible to do it. You guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> you, you can't blame him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Scott Hansen do not show this game. Yeah. This, this is pretty big, pretty easy layup for the Scott Hansen game this week. Uh, that yeah. said, there's another 
another game that I consider for the Scott Hansen game that might surprise you all. We'll talk about it in a second. Okay. Um, what do you have to say about this gambling wise, though, Craig? I would like to take the Bengals. Uh, you're getting you're getting three and a half points against the Jets on the road. Yeah. Does it matter who they're playing? No, it doesn't. Uh, what do you think, Billy? Yeah, I think I got to take the Jets here. Oh, um, I, I know the Jets are horrible, yeah. but Cincinnati's horribler. Um, like the Jets <laughs> right. were able to get a couple cheap wins this year. I could see them getting a cheap win against Cincinnati if nobody else. Like, yeah, I they to get a three win by a field, a free win by a field goal. Uh, I think <laughs> they can then you still like, win this bet. <laughs> like, it just depends how many mistakes both teams make. Um, and the number is high. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's going to be like seven to four. Um, no, I, I think the Jets are a better team. If if the Bengals are the worst team in the league, which is very much in the conversation, uh, the Jets are at least five or six above that. Mm, three or four. <laughs> it's not yeah, great. I think. I yeah, think you just hold. Down. I think you just hold your nose and you take the Bengals. And and there's there's a lot of things pointing. To, you should probably take the Bengals here this week. Um, what was the word? What did Shaq say that one time? Horror awful. Was that his yep, word? About so, Craig Sag suit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the jets are horrible horror and awful. the Bengals are horror awful is what Bill's yep. trying to say. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> you oh. use your tongue prettier. Shit kicker. Shout out to Blazing Saddles. Great flick. Uh, couldn't get made today. Uh, the Titans are heading to the Colts. Colts are the short home favorite at minus two and a half. My question to you, Craig, is Ryan Tannehill starting games for the Tennessee Titans in 2020? Uh, yeah. If, if, if you're the Titans, why not? Yeah. He's doing pretty good. Like, unless, good. like, unless you, I suppose here are your options for Tennessee, hypothetically, if you don't want your quarterback to Ryan Tannehill. Uh, there's going to be a Philip Rivers conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's going to be a Philip Rivers conversation, and I would suspect that they'd be a team that'd be a good fit for a variety of reasons for Cam Newton if the Panthers yes. decide to move on. Yep. So, but like if if you decide that neither of those things is happening, yeah, bring Tannehill back, of course. Like he's been fine. In fact, I, he's been better than fine. Yeah, I I, I completely agree. I I would uh, with him, and I'll tell you this: the Titans would probably have the inside track on the playoff spot if he'd been starting all year. Because I'll tell you right now, that game in Denver. If Tannehill played the whole game instead of just the fourth quarter, or the like the, the tail end of the fourth quarter, the Titans might have won. Denver won sixteen to nothing, but the offense was just horrific that day. Mm-hmm. So that that game, if the Titans get that game in Denver, and then you look at some of the other close games they lost with Mariota playing, uh, quite frankly, quite poorly. If uh, they have Tannehill playing quarterback instead, they might be in a good spot in some of those games. Madness. Uh, Colts short home favorite laying two and a half against the Titans. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I think I got to go with the Colts here. The the Titans were able to cough up a lot in the air last week, um, 300 yards. Uh, I think the Titans are really good when they can completely control the game, and I'm not sure they're going to be able to against the Colts here. Colts coming off a bye as well? No, they played last week. They yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, they played the Thursday game, didn't they? Against oh, uh, yeah, they're, yeah, they yeah. played the, the Texans. So, so they got the super rest coming yeah. now. Yeah, I, I like the Colts more in this one. Derrick Henry is the fucking man. Is all I gotta say. Well, um, he he like he was just obviously all over the place against Jacksonville, mm-hmm. and for a guy who for the first couple of years looked like okay, here's another uh, Alabama running back that won't be able to translate to, uh, in, into NFL success. Uh, that is not the case anymore. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, I I agree with Bill. I think I would take the Colts and as the short home favorite, just go with that old gambling adage. These two teams, twelve and thirteen in DVOA, so this should be a damn good football game. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking. It's an important football game. Like yes. both these teams need this game if they want to mm-hmm. stay in the playoff hunt. Very good game. Uh, Colts minus two. Both and half, these teams, you... by the way, are big Jets fans after what happened to the Raiders in the week uh, last weekend. That's true. Uh, Colts minus two and a half. Uh, where are you at gambling wise on this one, Craig? I'm gonna take the Titans. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, they, I, I just recently. So uh, they've been good to me recently, and I think yeah. they're better. I think they're better. 
They might be. This should be a damn good football. This is a better football game than than people are giving it credit for because they're just kind of looking at these two teams and going, ah, oh, you know, Tannehill versus Brissett. And I'm like, no, no, no. This like, I hope this is a good football game. I, I really do. And I know AFC South. We get a little, uh, you know, we get a little depressed around this time of year when it's an AFC South game, right? But uh, the post Peyton Manning <laughs> AFC South has yeah. been a depressing place. That's true. Because remember when the AFC South just used to be about, hey, I wonder if Peyton Manning's going to have five touchdowns against this crappy team. (laughs) Now it's different. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's a damn good football game. Um, The San Francisco 49ers uh, coming off in absolute whooping of the Green Bay Packers. And if you thought that whooping was bad, you should check out the Baltimore Ravens whooping of the Los Angeles Rams. Good God in heaven. What a fall from grace for the Rams that was. Um, I didn't think they're trying to sucker me in with this one. And there's a chance for middle potential here, you guys, or at least there was, uh, if you, if you jumped on the boat, uh, early uh, three weeks in a row, I've gone against the Baltimore Ravens just, and I, I'll, I stand by them. The lines, uh, made sense at the time for me to go against them. And I said to myself, I'm just not going to go against Lamar Jackson this week. I am not going against Lamar Jackson this week, but holy God, did I have to stare at this line and really get away Vegas, from it. Vegas wanted to tempt people to bet against Lamar Jackson. Yeah, That's and, and, here, here, and here it is right now, and I'm not falling for it. And actually, like, the line opened up at minus four and a half, and it got hammered, and now it's six. So there's a chance if this game ends as a five-point game, which is obviously what I'm ultimately rooting for in this game, They Vegas will get middled. But, God, Frisco... I mean, these teams are two and three in DVOA. Baltimore's two. I don't know how they're not one, but uh, I digress. Uh, Baltimore's two. Frisco's three, and just man, you're getting a just, yeah. Uh, well, really a couple things about that. One, even Aaron Schatz doesn't know how Baltimore isn't one. That was what he wrote about this week. He's like, I don't know why Baltimore's not one. We're gonna have to look at some things and try to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, as for this game. Like I said, it's Vegas trying to be like we can't have everyone betting on like as much because people like people are having fun watching Lamar Jackson. Like, we can't have everyone betting Lamar Jackson. So yeah, we're gonna give you six points to bet on one of the three or four best teams in the league. Yeah, and you can have six points. That being said, I think I want Baltimore. <laughs> I I just I'm staying away. I'm not I'm not betting against Lamar Jackson again. I'm not doing it. It's it's stupid. But God. Damn it. I just think that, like, you know, going in the, going into Baltimore with the formula that the, the Niners have, yeah. uh, someone tried that earlier this year. It was the Patriots, yeah. and they got their asses kicked. Yeah, the Niners are much like, better at the skill positions than the Patriots are, though. Uh, well, that, that that's true. I just mean from a defensive perspective. Yeah. The, like, uh, the, when the Patriots' defense is on the field, they got smoked. They because, really like, did. what Baltimore's doing is just so radically different than what everyone else is doing. Yeah. So obviously the Niners have this great front seven, and or I shouldn't even say front seven. It's you know the the, the down linemen are fantastic, but you know it's all well and good. Okay, yeah. Uh, a the Ravens have a great offensive line. B okay, Nick Bosa just blew by uh, Ronnie Stanley. Okay, oh shit, you're not going to believe what Lamar Jackson's already done. He's already six yards down the field. Like this is the problem that everyone's run into defending this team this year. Yeah. Is Lamar's going to be as accurate as he was the other night? And I think he had his first ten passes. He didn't have a single incompletion in the first half. Like it was just an absolute demolishing performance. Um, they're in real trouble. I, I read on Twitter this morning that uh, for drives that Lamar Jackson has been on the field, the Baltimore Baltimore hasn't punted since they played the Patriots. Oh lord! They scored every time. Jeez! I tell you, felt. I tell you, it certainly felt like that when I was watching the Rams, and I had I had the Rams plus three and a half, and I was like, oh, good lord, well, this isn't going well. <laughs> uh, I, I I think you could tell like by I think the second drive, yeah, when, oh, yeah. like Baltimore Baltimore had a fourth down on that drive it was a fourth and one, but you knew they were oh, going to yeah, get when it. They were up fourteen. Like, that, and, yeah. and that's that that's another thing I wanted to bring up is that speaks to the type of coach, and you kind of posited earlier is is John Harbaugh a Hall of Fame coach. Those types of decisions are what's going to make him a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah. They were up 14, 14, and they were killing them. There was no reason necessarily to go for it other than the fact that he knew his team was so damn good that they could easily get that fourth down, and they did, and they put it in the end zone and went up 20 I'm, on the three. I, like, I have Lamar Jackson. Why would I, I have Lamar Jackson. Why would I kick a field goal on fourth and one? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's John Harbaugh's attitude. And 
that's that's a good attitude. They were uh, and I'll say this about the Harbaugh Hall of Fame. Minimum. What? Yeah. You know, I, I would never kick the field goal on fourth and one when you're getting five yards of carry all game. Yeah. Right. That's right. the point. So Just go score a touchdown. Um, uh, here's what I say about the Harbaugh Hall of Fame thing. And the, the, like, obviously, you know, winning with the, the Ray Lewis, Ed Reed core and Joe Flacco and stuff like that, that, yeah. that bolsters the case. But they won that way. And John Harbaugh said, you know what? We're going to we're going to have to run a different way. We have a chance to get Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do that. And we're going to reshape the way that we play offensive football, mm-hmm. because that's how we're going to win games. And that's how we're going to differentiate ourselves in this league. And they did it. They they. This is a guy who just had a ton of success, and he's like, no, we're going to do things different now because I've got this special player. I'm going to do things differently, and holy shit, are they doing things differently, and it, it looks fantastic. Like, if this, if Lamar Jackson looks is as good as he looks right now for the next few years going forward, the Harbaugh Hall of Fame debate is going to go away because it's going to be a slam dunk. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be an absolute slam dunk. I agree. Uh, Gambling-wise, Baltimore Ravens laying six against the Niners. What do you think, Bill? I like I like the Ravens here. Now, I, I will say this about the Niners. I think the Niners will probably do better than anyone thus far at controlling um, the Baltimore offense. I really do. I, I, I don't think you're going to see Jackson get 35 points here. I think you'll see them, you know, stall on a lot of drives. They get 21. What I don't think is that the Niners will be able to move the ball on the Ravens. I think Jimmy G is going to be hurried most of this game. Yeah. I, I think there's going to be a lot of problems there. Baltimore's uh, defense the, in the post-Marcus Peters era has looked really good. Like, they had some problems at corner earlier in the year, and they couldn't cover people. Uh, those problems, like, because A, Smith wasn't healthy, and they didn't have Peters in the roster. Those things have changed now. All of a sudden, that defense is, is to be really, really reckoned with. Yeah, they, and they got a strong front 7-2. Like, Niners' defense is probably better. Um, but Baltimore's offense is just so much better than San Francisco's that I think I got to go with Baltimore here. I wonder if they'll try somewhere. And like Nick Bosa is not necessarily the guy you'd want to do this with, but he's athletic enough that you can. I wonder if they'll try like just you know maybe in the first quarter see if it works for a bit, uh, just seeing having him do a little like spy action, you know, kind of on. Yeah, uh, I I don't know who on the Niners defense you well. Bose is athletic enough that he could like fake like he's yeah, going but you, in. Yeah, you, but you, you, you can't have him doing that, though. You've yeah. got to have him beating the tackle he's against. Yeah. Like, you know, know. Like, Niners front seven yeah. will be good enough to, to, to run contain on Jackson and force yeah. him to either hand off the ball or go up the middle. And, and that's when you hope someone like Bosa or somebody is, is there and making a play. That's right. just something and, I'm going to be keeping an eye on yeah. is if they if, and, if yeah. they do some stuff. Yeah. And Lamar, yeah, fair. And Lamar has just been so accurate, mm-hmm. especially the last few weeks here, that like all the stuff you might try that way as far as, oh, we're going to do this with the defensive line, do that, or whatever it happens to be. Like when you're doing stuff like that in the defensive line, that means that you're hypothetically giving him more time in the pocket. And he's been so accurate lately that he's going to find someone eventually. And that's the thing. The, the skill position guys on the Ravens are not household names, obviously, except for, you know, Ingram. But, um, they've just done a great job of, okay, it's not going to be the same guy, but at some point someone's going to be open. Hollywood Brown has just been, okay, we're, we're just, like, we're just going to uh, get, get the ball to him when we want to. It's just, it's been such a brilliantly designed offense. Greg Roman deserves so much credit for how that offense has looked. Their running game has bought him so much time in the pocket. Yeah. So playing defense like this, I don't think he's going to have the time. And you can't, you can't blitz them. Because if you, if you go crazy blitzing them, um, then if, if Lamar beats the, the pass rush, then he's running down the field and he's already ahead of the people you sent blitzing wise. And if Lamar is past them, they're not catching him. No, he's gone. Yeah. So he's already got five, six yards by the time. Like you can't, you can't just blitz him a ton, especially if he's able to recognize it pre-snap because uh, and nothing, the Niners blitz all the time. They don't have to, but it's just, that's, that's not how you defend them. So I I don't know the answer to how you defend them right now. If Lamar is going to throw the ball as accurately as he has been last year against the chargers, you collapse that pocket and he has to throw accurately. You've also got the best offensive line in the league. And that's exactly it. And the only person who's going to be able to, your team who's going to be able to do that is probably what, like the, the Niners, maybe the Vikings, someone with a real strong front seven. Yeah. But I just, I just think that, you know, you collapse in the pockets all well and good, but if he escapes, then like, you're, yeah. you're giving up seven, eight yards at yeah. least. And, and, and like you look at that run against the Rams, that 30-plus-yard 30 30 run we should have scored. Like 
that's what happened is, oh, yeah, yeah. No, they, they, the, 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 the sides of the pocket were collapsing a little bit. But all of a sudden, there's this big hole in the middle, and Lamar's like, oh, okay, I'll take the 25 yards you're giving me for free. Sounds good. 30-yard run. He gets stopped at the two. They're up by probably 21 already, and that guy was mad. Yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was angry at himself for not scoring. He like, he thought he had a touchdown. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, the, I, from where I'm it's sitting, the, the only most way fun to... team, like last year, Kansas city was the most fun team to watch in the league. And they still are obviously, but yeah. there's like, there's no one more fun to watch than Baltimore right yeah. now. Yeah, from where I'm sitting right now, as of us having this conversation, the only way to stop Lamar Jackson is we got to go back in time and get like 2002 Derek Brooks or Ray Lewis out there or something to just be like, I'm just going to sit in the middle here and wait for you to do something and then yeah. see if I can stop it because I'm also damn good, right? Like, uh, that, that'd be yeah, about it for uh, me. I, I, yeah, that's that's fair. And the other thing I'll say is last year what the Chargers did in the playoffs was we're going to use six defensive backs and we're going to be back and we have all guys that can tackle and we're going to kind of try to get you to try and beat us mm-hmm. by throwing the ball well or running it down our throats, like just at the middle with the running back. Yeah. And that's why Baltimore spent a bunch of money on Mark Ingram. Yeah. And Lamar's been so accurate this year that I don't think you can do that anymore. Yeah, I think you didn't have the confidence that he had in that yeah, playoff yeah. game, right? You have those six defense. You have those six defensive backs out there. They're just going to do dump off leaks to the tight end and screens to the tight end, and have like those packages they do with with Boyle, Andrews, and uh, oh, the other tight end's name. Jeez, oh, eighty one. Uh, either way, the, yeah. those three tight end packages are going to do. Okay, we're going to do a screen with this. Sorry about your six defensive backs running them over. Yeah. So like that's <laughs> that's what they'll do now. So. Oh God, I love it. This is this is gonna be a damn good football game. I just hope, yep. I, like, I hope it's not a blowout. I hope it's a damn good game. I hope so. I'm so excited for this. Yeah. I'm so excited for this. That said, I yeah. So basically, what I'm trying to say is, uh, I hope the Niners cover because I, I want it to be a damn good football game. Uh, the Buccaneers are heading to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Jaguars short-term favorite at minus one. Uh, I have no strong feelings on this game whatsoever. Uh, Jacksonville looked abysmal last week. I don't trust the Buccaneers with my money, just as a personal rule, because uh, you never know if Jameis is going to have... Uh... I-, I read something somewhere that Jameis is-, is on pace for, like, 3,000 yards, or, or so for, like, 4,000 yards and 30 interceptions or something like that. <laughs> Jesus. Let like, me look at what... numbers. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, it's like, what like, are we talking I, about I, here? Like, 30 <laughs> interceptions, that sounds ridiculous, but I kind of believe you. Uh... No, <laughs> Let you me probably look. won't get there, but it's like... Hey, you never know. I believe in him. Because I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's like 20 and 20 right now, or close to it. Because um, he's so got he's a lot of touchdown passes, but he's got I'm a lot his of picks. I'm loading right now. Yeah. Uh, James Winston is sitting at 22 and 20, so he's got 20 picks so far this year. So yeah, he's, 22 and 20. I he, yeah. I don't know if he's gonna get to 30, but he's gonna give it a run. <laughs> Oh, uh, he has uh, two games a season. Oh, sorry, three games a season where he's thrown three or more interceptions, including a game against the Carolina Panthers during which he threw five. Oh, mercy. Yeah, he went full DeLome earlier this year. That's right. Um, Bucks getting one point on the road in Jacksonville. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I think you take the Bucks here. I mean, I know Winston's a disaster. Um, but he also throws touchdown passes. So if they're going to air it out and there's going to be some points scored, I'll take the Buccaneers. They're better at it than Jacksonville is. Uh, anything to add on this one, Craig? I kind of like the Bucks too. Mm. I just think that the one thing that you can do against the Jaguars in the post-Jalen Ramsey era is uh, uh, – I know they have A.J. Boya, but that, I think their defensive backfield, like there, there are some guys you can get in that defensive backfield and well it's the, the the thing that people have been talking about in fantasy football one of mike evans or chris godwin's going to have a big game the question is which one is it going to be i don't know which one it's going to be this week but it'll be one of them and I, i'll take tampa bay uh the philadelphia eagles are heading to miami to take on the dolphins and the eagles are laying nine on the road um dolphins Give me the Dolphins. What are we doing here? Uh, uh, this Eagles team is not playing well enough that they should be laying nine on the road against anybody. Um, and more to that fact, uh, what do we do with Carson Wentz at this point, Craig? Uh, get his receivers healthy and his offensive line. Possibly, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I guess you're right. He's, I can't, he's I can't about judge that. But I mean, uh, like, I think that there are some guys that are that play quarterback that can rece- uh, that can succeed outside of having a really good infrastructure around them. I don't think that those guys are are, are plentiful. Yeah. Like, uh, but I think that those guys exist in the NFL. I think we, we've seen Cam Newton do that yeah. without having good infrastructure and be very, very good. We've seen Aaron Rodgers do that. Now, whether those guys can still do that now, I don't know the answer, but we've seen them do it. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think that Carson Wentz is, is one of those guys. 
So when we're looking at the Eagles injury report, and it's uh, last week they were without Nelson Aguilar, they were without Jordan Howard, they were without Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, and, and Bill, mo- I got to say, like, Bill, I was a little uh, uh, disappointed because I had the Eagles last week. Uh, your performance uh, when they put you in as the fourth receiver, really bad. Come yes. on. You yeah. were you, you know were lazy on your routes, I got to say. I didn't yeah. have time to stretch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's the thing. I just mentioned all those things, but and those things are important. Yeah. But here's the big one, Lane Johnson. And if yeah. you look up, Carson Wentz career stats when Lane Johnson's on the field and when he's not on the field, the difference is astounding. Yeah. Carson Wentz can really sling it, but you got to give him a little bit of time. And you can't have guys in his face, which you could argue that that makes that means he's not a franchise quarterback. And I think that's a fair argument. But if so they're going to be banged receiver, up on the line, the receiver for Philadelphia was Zach Ertz. And he caught 12 balls for 91 yards. You clearly have to dump the ball off pretty fast right. when you have 12 receptions for 91 and yards to a tight end. He had a couple of long catches on the last drive of the game yeah. when things weren't competitive anymore. Like Which were, means most of his catches were four yards. Exactly. That's, yeah. yeah, that's exactly. Because they had no time. So I will say this. Carson Wentz, I think, can be successful in the right ecosystem with the right uh, people around him. And we just haven't seen Carson Wentz have the right people around him for a lot of this season because of injury. So you can you can explain that however you want as far as Carson Wentz goes. If you want to say, oh, he didn't necessarily deserve that contract or whatever. I think that's reasonable. Uh, maybe they, the, the Eagles gave up too much draft capital to go up and get him. Like, sure. But uh, they've already won a Super Bowl with him on the roster. Not that he was the quarterback for that game. Um, but... Yeah, I, I, I just I don't know if it means Carson Wentz is bad. The fact that he's playing this poorly, I just think it means that he needs that he he like the vast majority of NFL quarterbacks needs help. Yeah, I mean the narrative earlier in the season was that his wide receivers kept dropping balls and stuff. Yeah, uh, which was like which that was, was true. Yeah. But this uh, we're the game way against Atlanta. That. Like the game against Atlanta is a win yeah. if receivers hold on to the ball. I think yeah. that's clear. Anyway, but, but that narrative is, is certainly dipped, and he's been he's been missing guys and just genuinely yeah he's oh he definitely had some bad throws on sunday I would, i'm I would, certainly not willing to give up on carson Wentz, though i think yeah. i'm hoping I will this say this like a weird there was a big debate like because this is how the internet goes is oh which nfc east quarterback do you want or whatever like mm-hmm. that debate i think is long settled now yeah yeah oh that, it's the the guy that plays for dallas and it's not particularly close yeah completely agree uh dolphins getting nine at home what do you think bill uh yeah, Eagles aren't playing well enough. Give me the Dolphins. Don't love it. Not thrilled about it. Probably won't watch. Uh, Gambling-wise for you on this one, Craig? Dolphins. And I'll tell you this. Based on the situation with the Eagles health-wise and how they've been playing lately, uh, if it, if we did not have the Jets and Bengals playing, this mm. would have been a consideration for the Scott Hansen game. I it's, agree. It. I, agree. I have no interest in this. Yeah, that... that there, I mean, there was that one gif of, of the wheel route that they tried to do where Wentz had the guy wide open and, like, threw it 12 yards over his head. That was bizarre. I, I'm going to chalk that up to just, whoops, on one play. But, man, when you're when you're running bad, it uh, like, like he's, it, Wentz is in quicksand right now is, is what's happening. He's got to find a way to get out. Um, the Green Bay Packers are heading to New York to take on the Giants. The Packers are laying six and a half on the road against the Giants. This is the sharp play of Sunday. The Sharps are all over the New York Giants, getting nearly a touchdown at home. Um, Packers are uh, touch overrated at this point. And uh, I think I agree. I think I like the Giants getting uh, six and a half at home. What do you think, uh, Bill? Yeah, Packers have been tough to get a read on. Overrated, maybe, but they they can play pretty well when they need to. Um, And the Giants aren't great, but seven's a high number. I I think I lean towards the Packers here. Um, I I think the the Giants are generally pretty beatable when you start hucking it on them, and the Packers, they're pretty good at that. Uh, The Giants don't have fast enough linebackers to cover uh, Aaron Jones coming out of the backfield. I think he'll have a lot of catches today. I don't know if they're going to be able to run the ball, but I think they'll be able to air it out. So give me the Packers. Packers lay in six on the road, or six and a half on the road. What do you think, Craig? Uh, give me the Giants. The Giants are going to be one of my five. Yeah, they're going to be one of my five, too. Um, one o'clock game. Uh, this might be one of my five as well. The Cleveland Browns are heading to Pittsburgh um, in a rematch of uh, the old helmet throw game that happened a couple Thursdays ago. 
Um, or the helmet smash, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns are laying one and a half on the road. I'm on board with the Browns, you guys. I, I, Me too. I'm I'm on the Browns in this game. You don't see Matt Pierce laying points on the road too often, but I, I think the I, Browns... I, I don't have to give up a field goal. Again, I'm going against... Doc Hodges is, yeah. is starting this game. Not, like people, uh, did, did Mike Tom, like, yeah, he had a nice throw to James Washington. It turned into a 79 yard touchdown for some fucking mm-hmm. reason. But, um, did people not watch the game against the chargers? Like this guy was really bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, like Do- oh, Do- terrible in that game. Yeah, They won that game. And like, I came on here and made endless fun, uh, of him. That was a Thursday night game too. I believe no, it was, it was a Sunday night game. Was it? Oh, that's right. It was yeah. a Sunday night game against the chargers. That's why it was, it was so heavily. Yeah, that's right. Cause they did the whole thing with the, uh, yeah. Cause Al and Chris were like, <laughs> Al Michaels was doing this. Ah, Al, have you seen this duck call thing that he does? And then they had the, like, this is why he's called duck. Hodges. Ah, and he started doing the, the, I guess he was like a world champion fucking duck caller, but God, that was dumb. Um, but yeah, um, Cleveland, I'm, I'm Cleveland Browns might be one of my five uh, as even, Though I got to lay a uh, point and a half on the road there. And uh, I will say this uh, before we move on from that. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, this year thought that Mason Rudolph might have been their heir apparent. No, oh, yeah, he's the guy that takes over from Roethlisberger. Uh, yeah. They have got a resounding answer on that, and it is a hard, hard, hard no. Yeah. I don't think, like, unless Hodges gets hurt, I don't think you start Mason Rudolph for the rest of the year for the Steelers. You yeah, can't do it. Well, there's a chance, and I, I don't want to throw it out there, that Duck Hodges based on the footage I saw in that Chargers game, he might look so... He might... He, there's a chance uh, Duck is so bad that they're like, yeah, let's go back to Mason. Yeah, That is in play. Has anything to do with the playoff hunt right now is, is just bewildering to me. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's, Mike Tomlin just is a bit of a... He's a bit of a wizard sometimes. I don't know what it is. He's, defense, he's, defense is third in DVOA. Yeah, he's going to go down as the most underrated coach, I think, in the history of the league, even though he does uh, have a Super Bowl. And I don't think he's... And he had, like hasn't had a season where he's lo- like won less than 10... 10 games or something like that. Uh, I think, I think something that they've got like only a couple under 500 seasons or whatever. It doesn't really matter, yeah. but it's but because the, he keeps losing to the Patriots in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. So, so that's, that's why nobody like takes him seriously as like an all time in the playoffs twice. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, he doesn't have that signature win against the Patriots. Uh, anyway, Brown's laying one and a half on the road in Pittsburgh. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I think you just take the Browns and assume that they will be poor enough quarterback play in Pittsburgh where you don't need to worry too much about it. Browns are up to 11th in DVOA. Yeah. My only hesitation for this one is, uh, you are getting points at home in a divisional matchup, which sometimes, sometimes is a move, but I'm still going to be laying the points with Cleveland in this one. Uh, marquee matchup is, uh, easiest we've had all year. It's the Niners and the Ravens. Uh, so let's head to the four o'clock games. First up, uh, this is kind of a dregs matchup. You guys, the Rams are heading to the Cardinals to take on Arizona. And, um, the Rams are laying three on the road, which I don't get. This one is bewildering to me. And I think it opened up at minus four. I might be wrong. I may be misremembering that to quote Roger Clemens, but um, I'm fairly certain it opened up at four and the Sharps hammered the Cardinals. Um, and even then, I, I just, I, I don't, what, what have you seen from the Rams that suggests that they should be a favorite on the road against anybody in the league? No, I love the Cardinals this week. Yeah. Like the Rams are not good. And I think the Cardinals are, are, are getting a lot better yeah. and they're coming off the bye. You know, give me Arizona at home. Seven, three yeah, and this one. Is it. Against the spread, seven. Yeah, three, no, this is a, this spread. is a, this is one of the easiest lines of the year for me. Give me the Cardinals. I'm going to invest heavily in this. Yeah, I don't. Uh, seven and f- I should mention the Rams are also seven and four against the spread. So if, as bad as they've been uh, on the field, they've been uh, not so bad on the. Uh, was the question about the spread wise. from last week? Was it thirty nine and a half? Did they cover? <laughs> <laughs> no, they did not. Uh, oh. No, that was one of the losses. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rams getting three on the road. What do you think, Bill? Um, I, I think I like the Cardinals. Well, maybe not as much as you guys. Like I, I think the Cardinals getting better, but we're never that great. They still have trouble. Oh, they've been better running the ball actually, and the the Rams yeah. were. And Kyler, I think Kyler's oh. legit, guys. I think he's really good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they get better. 
Yeah, and the Rams, uh, they, they proved how they were with uh, a running QB. Yeah, they had some real problems. Yeah. <laughs> now, the Cardinals don't have that offensive line, and they don't have Mark Ingram. But, yeah, they had yeah. some real problems. Nope, yeah. Cardinals as good as the Ravens. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Oakland Raiders are heading to Kansas City, and the Chiefs are laying 10. Now, we came on this podcast last week, and we, we bragged about it a little bit earlier, about um, uh, that game between the Jets and Oakland, where Oakland was favored by three on the road. That was an all-time – like, all of the gambling adages – pointed to taking the Jets you had a West Coast team traveling east you had a home team getting points you had Oakland in a absolute trap game scenario with the Chiefs uh, game on the horizon uh Oakland they've been a lot of fun on offense but I mean even that even though they've been a lot of fun on offense they're still um despite their six and five record they're like at minus 57 or something point differential this year so it's like not great um, so it was a classic, um, zig when, when it's time to zag and we, we were all over that. We, we, we encouraged everybody to bet the jets last week. And if you listen to us, you didn't have to sweat it for even one iota because that game was over before it started. That said, um, chiefs are damn good. Oakland's okay. They're not great. But they're okay. Offense is good. Uh, the Andy Reid coming off a bye must always be uh, be taken into consideration here. Uh, undefeated all time, I believe, is the record in uh, coming uh, off a I bye. Think he, actually, I believe he's uh, he's seventeen and three. I looked it up. Oh, seventeen. Uh, he's okay. four and two with Kansas City. One of those two was against like when he had a bad cheese team in 2013 mm-hmm. against that loaded Peyton Manning's uh, Peyton Manning offense. Oh no, sorry. That wasn't a bad cheese team, but it was that loaded Peyton Manning offense and they just uh, yeah. really took it to him. Yeah. That was so one of the we'll losses. Forgive him for that one. Yes. Yeah, um, I would say so. So I fully expect the chiefs to win this game, but 10 giving up 10 with this leaky chiefs defense and this Raiders team, that is, you know, for all their faults, they move the ball a little bit. They're top ten in DVOA, offense-wise. Um, this game has backdoor cover written all over it. I, I like the Raiders here for this spot. What do you think, Bill? Chiefs laying ten. Yeah, I like the Raiders here. Um, I think it's going to be a bit of an air show. Um, so I'm thinking backdoor cover. That's. I don't think the the Raiders are going to come close to winning this game, but I, I do think they'll be able to keep it within a respectable number. So either, you know, uh, Kansas City's kneeling it out at, you know, two minutes left with them up by six, or um, the Raiders backdoor cover and a meaningless drive to cover the spread. Uh, remember this the, the game against uh, the game in Oakland earlier this season? When uh, Patrick Mahomes was essentially spitting the ball at his finger yeah. in the second quarter. Oh, uh, that was a four touchdown second quarter, right? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, the Raiders just had no idea where anyone was. Mm-hmm. Uh, the secondary is not good, and that is a, uh, a recipe for disaster if you are playing the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not giving. I, I'm 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 not going to take Oakland here, uh, or Kansas City here, just because it's too many points. But I uh, I'm, I'm not taking Oakland. I'm I'm, I'm nervous about that. Yeah, Mahomes is also banged up too, though. Is is, is had a week off though. But yeah, n- n- nice week off though. So perhaps he's highest over under probably uh, of the week, I believe so. Fifty. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to look at that right now. Bucks Jags is forty nine. Uh, oh, Saints Falcons Saints, Saints Falcons forty nine. But and Viking Seahawks is forty nine. So yes, this is the only... Falcons Saints might be higher if it was on Sunday. But, yeah, yeah, this is the uh, this is the only. Uh, game of the week uh, that has an over-under over 50 points. 51 is the over-under for Chiefs Raiders. Uh, last game of the 4 o'clock slate, the Los Angeles Chargers are heading to Denver to take on your boys, Craig, the Denver Broncos. The Chargers are laying two and a half. Crazy. Crazy to me. Um, I wanted to take Denver, although I have it as a stay away. Um, but the Sharps are on the Chargers, but the thing that I'll say about the Sharps and the Los Angeles Chargers is the Sharps have been waiting for the Chargers to be a thing. It's that whole, uh, I, 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 like, that 
I forget the line from Mean Girls, but it's like, stop trying to make whatever happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> the line from Mean Girls. Someone needs to talk up to the Sharks. Fetch. Fetch. Thank you, Craig. Glad somebody was there for me. Um... I like Mean Girls. It's a good movie. Um, but like, someone needs to go up to the Chargers, uh, to the Sharps, and just be like, "Stop trying to make the Chargers happen. It's not. It's just. It's not going to happen. The Chargers are not a thing. Philip Rivers looks terrible. I have this game as a stay away. Um, I want to bet the Broncos here because I'm not going to go against the Sharps because I'm not stupid. But I'm just. I. I. But my my defiant action of going against the Sharps in this game is to not lay money on this game. Uh, how do you feel about this, Craig? Uh, with your boys getting two and a half at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, the game against Buffalo was just—it was goddamn ugly. Yeah, it was really bad. They've—they've they've played six really, really lousy quarters in a row. After the—the the, the first six quarters of Brandon Allen were pretty good. Yeah. Uh, they got a nice win against Cleveland. Things look pretty good. They were up twenty nothing at the half against Minnesota, and all of a sudden you're like, "Oh wow, they might have something here." And then they've just played six quarters, of absolutely horrific football. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm. Uh, I understand why the Sharps are taking the charge. I'll tell you that much right now. Yeah, I, I get it, but I'm just again, I'm just staying away. Again, not let's try to not make the charges happen. What do you think, Phil? Um. Yeah, I, I don't really want to go anywhere near this. I, I think I like the Chargers more than the Broncos. Like Craig said, the Broncos had you know two or three weeks maybe where it was like, okay, they might be able to put something together. But yeah, they looked bad. And if, if they play like they did last week, the Chargers will walk all over them. Um, so I think the Chargers have more talent, so I'll take them. Uh, conversely, this is the lowest over-under of the week at 38.5. A couple of 39s, but a little half-point hook there on this one. Uh, Sunday nighter should be a decent one. The New England Patriots are heading to Houston to take on the Texans. Patriots getting the three-point bump on the road. Um, gambling adages would tell you to take the Texans here. You're getting a decent team at home with a good quarterback getting points. But the gambling adages also say that you completely ignore them when the New England Patriots are involved because they buck all trends. Uh, I have this game as a stay away. I don't want to have any money on it because I want to sit back and hopefully enjoy what should be a pretty damn good football game. What do you think, Craig? I'm pretty excited about this, too. Uh, I kind of like the Texans. Yeah, if, if I was compulsive, I, I would. the Texans would be the, the side, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just, I, and I know I keep saying that, but New England's had trouble with, with the, the few good teams they played. They played a sloppy game against Philadelphia that they could have easily lost. Yeah. And may, maybe they would have if Josh, uh, if, uh, if, if Lane Johnson can get hurt. Further that, they played a sloppy game against Dallas, which I think with better coaching, they would have lost. They, without that block punt, New England probably loses that game. Oh, I absolutely. Yeah. Again, again, yeah. It's, it's, and their offense does does nothing. Now, Houston's defense has obviously not been particularly good. Um, they're close to the bottom of the league. But, uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll take the Texans here in the three points. Houston 18th in DVOA. So uh, the math guys are saying that they're not necessarily as good as their record suggests. Um, Patriots getting three on the road. What do you think, Bill? I... I hate betting against the Patriots, but I, I do think I like the Texans better. And and, and really the, the simplest reason is, yeah, they've they've played sloppy games against I, I shouldn't say sloppy, like they played okay against the Cowboys, but it wasn't a blowout. So I, I'd rather have a couple points. Monday nighter, your boys, Bill, the Minnesota Vikings sure. heading to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Seahawks getting the three point home bump. Uh, so Vegas is saying that these uh, two teams are equal in their eyes. Um, Vikings coming off a bye week. Uh, give me the Vikings. The Vikings are probably going to be one of my five. I think they're just flat out the better team, and, and they've had two weeks to prepare for, for uh, this game. Uh, I like the Vikings, and for sure they're going to be one of my five. How do you feel about your boys going into this week? I like it. I mean, I, I think they're a straight-up better team. So, you know, minus three seems like an line to me. Um, Seattle, that said, is a it's a tough place to play. Um, but I don't think Seattle will be – I don't think they have the advantage on offense or defense in this game. Um, I think Minnesota's look better than them on both sides of the ball. So give me Minnesota all day. Uh, I think that the way you get Seattle's their secondary is not good. 
and um, you know who uh, is pretty good is Adam Thielen's going to be back and Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I think that they're going to find a way to get Dalvin Cook the ball uh, with some uh, with some screen passes. Um, now Minnesota's a little bit banged up. Uh, Linval Joseph is still not practicing yet. Um, Harrison Smith not practicing yet, but uh, he was on the sideline without a helmet uh, at practice day, so I think he'll probably going to go. Harrison Smith's obviously a pretty important guy, especially when you uh, have a team that likes to go over the top against you, like uh, like the Seahawks do. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, if I'm if I'm the Vikings, I'm feeling pretty good about the matchups you're going to get on the outside with your receivers against uh, against the Seattle defensive backs. Yeah, really like the Vikings in my spot here. Um, and I think the Viking pass rush is going to be able to really get after Russell Wilson. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, so that is it for week 13, Thanksgiving week. Uh, let's All that's left to do is give our picks. Craig, you won last week, so why don't you go ahead and kick us off for week 13? Sure. I'm going to take the New York Giants. I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins. Um, I am uh, taking the Arizona Cardinals, for sure. I really like that one. Give me the Browns. And uh, my last one is going to be the Baltimore Ravens. All right. Um, my picks are going to be somewhat similar. Uh, give me the Giants. Give me the Dolphins. Give me Cleveland. So I share three with you there. Uh, I'm going to take uh, your boys, Bill. I'm going to get the three points with Minnesota. And I'm going to I'm gonna take that ten with Oakland that I was uh, – very much uh, harping on earlier there um billy uh take us home for week 13 there good sir all right i will take my vikings i am going to take the falcons oh god Let's see i'll take houston i like houston wow i'll go against new england i'm not afraid Billy's uh, darts this week hey i uh, went against new england last week and i won yeah. Thanks to Jason Garrett's indefensible field goal decision. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one thing I should have mentioned with that. For those of us who had bet the Cowboys on yeah. the spread, they actually must have really enjoyed that. But yeah. everyone else. <laughs> and if, if you want the Cowboys to actually win. Yeah, that was that was the game where you wish it was in Sunday night and Al Michaels was able to yeah. make a little comment about that. Well, some people enjoyed that decision. There's like a yeah. line he would have thrown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, right, Billy, I go ahead. Two left. I do I owe you two more? Um, I think the Packers figure it out this week. Give me the Packers. Oh, you're crazy. And I, yeah, I'm gonna pull the trigger. I'll take the, I'll take America's team on Thanksgiving. Oh, Billy with two Thanksgiving games. Oh, you're crazy. Uh, crazy, crazy picks, Bill. Can't believe you made me write those yep. down. Uh, <laughs> crossover podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossover podcast and soundcloud.com slash crossover podcast. We're on iTunes. Please rate, subscribe five stars, five stars only. And as always, uh, you do not have to listen, but please download the crossover podcast. I'm hoping to add Spotify to, uh, that little spiel at the end there. Uh, I was looking into that earlier today. It shouldn't be too hard to do. Uh, so hopefully we get on to Spotify soon. Um, we will be back next week for sure with our week 14 picks. And we, this was a two uh, podcast week because we already recorded and it's getting great buzz so far. A lot of listens, a lot of reviews to our, um, I hesitate to call it a review of the first three episodes of the Mandalorian. Because uh, it was more or less just me bringing the other guys on and going, uh, like, watching these three episodes <laughs> of The Mandalorian and just kind of going, see, was it so hard? Was it so hard to do good Star Wars stuff? <laughs> like, I don't know, it, was just, just, it really just ended up being me kind of ragging on the movies. But uh, I really enjoyed The Mandalorian and we got into what we liked about the first uh, three episodes and, and talked about what we hope happens going forward. And uh, overall, we are really really enjoying the uh the the mandalorian disney plus is the mandalorian so far on this podcast so please go and uh check that out um craig needles bill needles as always it was a pleasure doing this with you guys and i'll talk to you next week (laughs) 